Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirsty can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. What are you doing for your dad for Father's Day this year? Well, I'm definitely going to call him and then go on an honorary birding trip since I spent many hours birding with him as a kid. What are you going to do? That's nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. My parents live close by, so we usually get together and have a cookout, some steak tips and rice. And if the weather cooperates, we'll definitely get a little swimming in too. Oh my goodness. That sounds so fun. Yeah. I love that we have a day to honor our fathers. As a kid, I totally idolized my dad and I did a lot of things that he did. Like I played the clarinet. We were both track captain. I just, you know, he has always been someone that I have admired. And so I'm really excited about this week's book. Me too. It's Some Daddies, written by Carol Gordon Exter and illustrated by Javiera McLean Alvarez. And it's the perfect pick for anyone who's looking for a Father's Day gift. We're excited to talk with Carol and her editor, Naomi Kruger. Let's get started. All right, Carol, we are going to start with you. Where did you get the idea for this great story? Well, on December 17th, 2017, (laughs) I was FaceTiming with my then three-and-a-half-year-old grandson, and um, he actually, I think he noticed a nick on my husband's face, and he said, you know, Gigi, my my daddy um, shaves too, but he has a beard, but when I grow up, I'm going to be a daddy, so I'm going to have a beard, and I said, Isaiah... Some daddies have beards, and I like froze. And I said, "Hold on, Zaya, I gotta write that down. That's a really good title." And he knew me by then. Yeah, and a half. Oh, Grandma, you're always with your books, you know. So um, I stopped. I wrote down the title, and for some reason, and I think this is what is amazing about being an author. I felt so strongly about this title that I went right, like, I don't know if it was right after that or the next day, I started working on this manuscript. And I have a lot of manuscripts. 
And yes, yet you I do. Them aside, <laughs> yep, I put them all aside and started to work on this, working on it, revising, restructuring, and now reading it to people. And Naomi's acceptance letter, she got it. She was the right editor for me when I, I just actually took it out to read it. She really knew why I had written this, uh, because I think from that, I understood that I wanted to show the endless possibilities of uh, masculine love and what that offers. I also wrote this in, um, to heal my childhood self, because um, in one part of the book where it says about um, some daddies barely hug, others hug like bears, my daddy barely hugged. And as a kid, that was really hard for me. Yeah. Uh, but at, and as I got older, I became very close to my dad. We even started saying, I love you to each other, which we never did uh, until I was much older. And I came to see his many gifts that he was, he was really an incredible man that I, now that I compare it to other daddies, he just didn't hug. He just wasn't affectionate. That's really important, Carol. He was a good dad. He just didn't show the affection that way, but he still loved you, right? I love and that message. It's so important. And Kim and I have had the privilege of seeing this manuscript dozens of times because we are critique yes. partners and we saw it from the very beginning little seeds. And then we yes. we've watched it grow into this beautiful book. So Naomi, what was it about this book that made you want to acquire it? Well, that's just it. I really wanted, I had already in my mind been thinking that I wanted to acquire a book celebrating dads that um, challenge stereotypes and gender norms and show different ways of what it looked like to be a dad. And so when I saw her pitch on a Twitter pitch event on Twitter, I was like, oh, that sounds like what I was wishing for. <laughs> so it was kind of, it's so awesome when that happens, when I have something in my head. I mean, I didn't have like, some daddies or like the exact same, like the manuscript idea in my head, but I just had the topic in my head. And so I was really thrilled to um, see the idea and then get the manuscript and see how she had, had um, written that. And it really met my expectations and hopes. So that was pretty exciting. Very. Um, yeah. And it had such fun, joyful explorations of the many different personalities and family structures, appearances, interests, et cetera. Um, and it was this fun manuscript to read. I knew that it would be a good read aloud. Yes, definitely. definitely. Well, and Carol, since you were a fourth grade teacher, you know all about read aloud ability of books yes. and how important that is. So you nailed it. And it's exciting to me. Um, it has that repeated line. So the kids say every daddy is different, but it yeah. does make um, more than I even expected when I'm reading it aloud. The pauses, the page turns, it's just... Um, I have to say, it's a really <laughs> nice book. But I have, no, I have to say that um, it was Naomi's vision, too, that helped me in, in the structuring of it, um, in, in the vision, in making it better. Uh, because, and that's when you know, um, you know as, as authors, as children's writers, that we have to wait for the right editor uh, because she made it a much better book with her vision and her art notes and picturing where, um, how this should develop. Uh, so that's important that you be patient and wait for the right. Yes. Yes, definitely. And, uh, as hard as that is. 
because it can be a long wait, but it's worth it. Definitely worth it. Naomi, what was uh, the illustrator selection process like for the book? Yeah, I knew that I wanted something really colorful and vibrant and fun and maybe something even a little bit unique and unusual uh, because there are a lot of books out there about dads and I just didn't want this to be too quiet. I didn't want it to be too expected. And so I was looking for something quirky. And so, and so when I came across Javiera's uh, portfolio and just the different ways she was designing characters and scenes and like using color really uniquely like green hair or orange house or like different things like that I said yes that's it and so (laughs) she just really met what my um, dream had been for the kind of art Um, and I was so happy that she was available to illustrate this so yeah it's beautiful it really is. It does. It stands out. It's not going to be just another dad, dad book. The other thing that was so important to me was that the art could depict different kinds of um, ethnic backgrounds and mm-hmm. body sizes and abilities and disabilities, but also that like, because it was a little bit unrealistic in terms of its illustration style, that anyone could imagine their dad. Right. And it wouldn't be just yeah. like, oh, well, I don't see myself in this if it's too realistic, sometimes it can become too literal and then you might not see yourself. But if it's just a little bit off of like realism, it has more possibilities to see yourself in the art. And that was really important to me too. Yes. That's so important. I love that. So Carol, can you talk to us about your writing process for this story? Uh, My writing process is I right away got that first draft down and brought it I'm in six critique groups and I only brought it to three because there were three brilliant critique groups as you might know Um, (laughs) and uh, they helped me in the restructuring because I started the title originally was some daddies have beards because Mm -hmm. that's what my grandson that's how the idea started and then um, when I brought it to critique groups you know, there was no structure. It, how about, uh, you know, starting in the morning and how about, you know, ending, you know, making it like a day, um, Mm -hmm. which was input that I got that affected me. And so I looked at that and then, you know, I I do not write alone. So that was amazing. And then, uh, as I said, Naomi was, I think a a brilliant editor because um, she helped me even further and as I went along, um, the structure became tighter. I, I didn't even have, um, I think, some other, some other every single time. I mean, we broke it once, which I think was great. Finding the structure and that so the illustrations flowed and it wasn't just a lot of vignettes, which was what mm-hmm. Naomi said to me. And uh, I'm, I'm impressed that she bought it because I saw a lot of flaws when I look back at the first draft. <laughs> because, you see, it really is... Um, subjective she saw the potential and she had the vision carol i remember you saying to me i can't believe she bought it and then you changed a whole bunch yes i did (laughs) i sent it to her (laughs) yes kim and i watched you go through the process of making sure every word was perfect you used assonance and alliteration and all those Mm -hmm. literary devices no i know yes we did we did i love the line even i and i go back and i you know, daddies keep you steady while you pedal, step, pet. And I, mm. I say that to the kids that when I had a, um, a school visit, uh, 
yeah, I, I think that some people who think they can just write books don't realize the amount of effort and work when you want it to sound good. So, um, can yeah. you say that again a little louder for the people in the back <laughs> who maybe didn't hear? I think they well, actually, actually, I want you to add a little bit to what you just said and t- give us any tips or tricks for oh, okay. so tips and tricks for book authors. Well, I have to say, um, join community. And uh, you need to learn from them and you need the support because it's a tough business and there is a lot of rejection and it's hard work. It's going out to kids who know the difference between sincere writing and not sincere writing. And we we need the help because sometimes we're too close to it. So um, I, I love all my, my writing groups. Um, I, I feel grateful I had a good editor. Uh, you you need that community um, support in some Agreed. way. And of course, persevere and believe in the process because it's going to take the time it takes. And, yes. Uh, and read. Right. We can't control it as, nope. as authors. It. <laughs> I, I, read, you know. I read so many books. You have to read all the books, picture books, new picture books, old picture books about daddies and make sure your book stands out. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I know, Carol, talking about critique groups and how important they are. I remember when I first started writing and I would send a story to the critique group and I would be like, oh, please don't find anything wrong with it. Please think it's wonderful and amazing and glorious. And now I'm like, please tell me there's somewhere something's wrong. Like, how can I make this better? It's such a different, you know, way to approach it when you realize that it's not just you. It's really a group effort and, and you need other fresh eyes to see the things that you can't see in your own story. So I think that's a really, that's so true. I just want to say like the two of you are some of my best critique partners. It's so grateful for both of you. Likewise. So Naomi, what we got a little bit of it from Carol, but what was the editing process like on your end? What were some things that you worked on specifically? Yeah, Carol described it pretty well, but one of the things that I do when I first get a manuscript is that I paginate it. So I, I, I put it out into the spreads that I think it could be, and that can sometimes reveal something about the structure or what might need to change in the, in the editing. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that, that inspired a lot of the changes. So it's kind of a list of different characteristics or different personalities, but I needed to make sure that each scene was cohesive and kind of fit together. And in some cases they didn't, and it felt like, oh, this is going to be really challenging to illustrate in a compelling way because the ideas in this scene don't all fit together. And so occasionally it was rearranging them and occasionally it was rewriting it. So we, we did a, some like changing some of the lines mm-hmm. um, so that it could fit together in this, in a, a similar category of ideas. Um, we, we changed how frequently the refrain um, every daddy is different, like how often that was throughout. So it wasn't on every spread because it felt a little bit like too much. Um, so mm-hmm. we just kind of aired it out a little bit and that I think <laughs> gave it a little that. bit more, um, I love yeah, that. Like the, just room to breathe. We, I mean, we did go back and forth a lot, but Carol was awesome to work with because she was really receptive to changes and, um, and she's quick. She, she's quick to and respond. She's quick. <laughs> and she so also fast. like pushed back sometimes, which like I, I was sometimes like, oh, she, she doesn't like my change, but that's actually good. You know, it's okay when there's a little bit of push and pull because she knew what she wanted and it was important to her that certain lines stayed in there. 
And, mm -hmm. and sometimes my edits, like I maybe wanted to change it, but she didn't. And it was like, okay, that's fine. We'll keep it. And it was good to keep it, you know? And so it's always a, a collaboration and a conversation when the revision process is happening. So I yeah. love that it's, that's you know, really... there's some give and take. Yeah. yeah. That's important. But I, think, but I appreciated that Naomi was sensitive to a child who maybe didn't have a father or had a father who was difficult, that we had to get it right. And I really do feel um, that we did, uh, but I appreciated, um, you know, all her input. It just made, it just made for a better story. Yes. That's really agreed. It's that's beautiful. really great. And I love that you said that, Naomi, because I think that's super important, especially for authors who are publishing their, their first book and um, might not realize that they can push back. A I mean, you don't want to be, you know, we don't it, want to go over the edge with if they it. don't, if they aren't receptive to any changes. Right. Exactly. But when you, can, when you already have a good, you know, rapport and you are taking the feedback and making the revisions, but if occasionally there's something you feel really strong about, you should feel comfortable expressing it. Like an yeah. editor might not always agree with you and you might have to give on it, but, <laughs> but it, it's not a silent partnership. Like, you know, you can say right. what you think. It's important to say what you think. I, I yeah. agree. I love that. Do you conversation? Yes. Naomi, do you have any tips or tricks for people as they're submitting manuscripts? Yeah, it's, it really depends on how you're going about it, um, whether or not you're trying to find an agent or if you're trying to um, submit directly without an agent. I think uh, Carol's is a success story um, related to Twitter and how Twitter can really connect you with people. And I, as an editor, I've, I've met so many of my authors on Twitter, either like informally through like discovering them that way or through Twitter pitch events. Mm -hmm. um, as a publishing house, we've, we've changed and grown over the years and we used to accept unsolicited submissions. We don't now, we mostly receive them through agents. Um, but occasionally I, I do get to connect with authors um, through pitch events or other ways who don't have agents. And so Twitter has just been like, amazing for me as an editor. And I know that it's like fostered some really good relationships <laughs> with authors. So, you know, people say, oh, it's just a social media. It's a waste of time or it's not like if you cultivate your community the right way, it can be a really um, helpful and meaningful professional tool. Yes, definitely. definitely. Well, yep. I made the sale on that. <laughs> there you go, Carol. You know, to me, everything is a miracle in this business because just that you happen to be looking and you happen to want a daddy story, uh, and we made that connection and a beautiful product. So, um, you know, yeah. I love Twitter. <laughs> I love Twitter. Carol's so, a good example of an author who's doing the work. You know, she mentioned um, being in critique groups and, and, and reading and doing all that. That's so important. I, I've, I've met with a lot of aspiring authors who are more in a vacuum by themselves mm -hmm. and, and writing. And you need, and I always have to encourage them to like talk find your community, find other people who are writing so they can give you critiques. The first person reading your draft shouldn't be an editor. Um, right. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, I think Carol has a lot of wisdom and experience there. She, she does. She's doing it. I think we need to put, I think we need to put that on a shirt. The first person reading your draft should not be an editor. <laughs> that's, or an agent. Or right. An agent. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a great, great. I quote. love it. Absolutely. So yeah. we, we have one last question for each of you, and we're going to start with you, Naomi. When someone reads some daddies, what do you hope they feel or learn? 
I really hope that they feel freedom to, for dads who are reading it, to feel freedom to express themselves however is most natural and for them to feel affirmed and celebrated in their own uniqueness. And also for kids to see their dads and celebrate them for who they are. Uh, kids compare themselves a lot, especially as they get a little older and start to interact with other families and learn about like how, how other families might be different from theirs. And so I hope that they learn to feel comfortable and confident with the way that their family looks, but also to feel happy to celebrate how other families look too. Love that. I love, I love that. that. I love that. Kind of stealing Who that. That's amazing. better than mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't heard yours yet. I know, Carol. How about you, Carol? I won't repeat. Um, well, I hope that they learn that all daddies show their love in their own unique way and that no two daddies are alike. I think they'll get that with the repeated refrain. I think that's mm-hmm. different. And that everyone's experience of a dad uh, might be different, even in your own family. Uh, like siblings, I notice uh, I've heard that that siblings feel differently about um, the way their dad loved them. Um, I hope that they feel an acceptance and understanding of their own dad and learn to love him for who he is. Oh, that's for his beautiful. Good, for his bad, for just who he is and how he shows his love. A big thank you to Carol and Naomi for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for some daddies. Check out the show notes to learn more about Carol and her other fabulous work. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.